This isn't for your eyes. Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Groovy Ghoulies podcast. As always, I am your host, the handsome devil that is Reese Griffiths. And as always, I'm joined by the ever angelic Mr. David White. <laughs> nice. Up the game on the intro, man. I like that. <laughs> Woo! <Yeah. laughs> I'm on fire. We're only just starting. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, here we are. So, uh, yeah, been up to anything exciting lately. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. I can't remember if I discussed my moop training last episode. You did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we spoke about uh, moop. Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, obviously, I went on site to do the work with said moop training. Yeah. Um, that was fun. I don't know if I talked about going on site and doing the work. No, you talked about the training, but not like the actual work. <clears throat> So the training, obviously, I just got to bullshit my way through it. And I'm all like, yeah, sure, no problem. I can get up in this fucking thing and take it up and down. Yeah. I could do that, no problem. Yeah, don't want to get away. Yeah. <laughs> On site, then, they're asking me to do it, and i got to get up. And we're working, like, six metres up in the air, yeah. which doesn't sound like a great deal. Mm. And admittedly, you know, if I was on solid structure, it yeah. wouldn't be a great deal. Yeah. I'm on this wobbly ass platform trying to lean out with a big fuck off SDS drill, yeah. trying to drill into a fucking wall. So, obviously, as I'm drilling into the wall, I'm vibrating, yeah. which is causing this thing I'm on to fucking vibrate. And I'm just sitting there, <laughs> shitting a brick, fucking sweat pouring down me. How are you getting on up there? Fuck off, you bastards. I'm doing fucking fine. <laughs> Gotta fucking drill these holes in. Yeah. So I had all this fucking drama, like, it was like, right, okay, I've drilled the holes, right, i fixed this bit of fucking uni strut, right, i got to come down a minute, i got to come down. Yeah. Ooh, take a breath, right. Okay, well, can you get up there and uh, fit the insulation board down? <sighs> if I fucking have to. <laughs> so you're the, you're the only one with me training at the moment? It's me and one of the other guys um, that came, so we've got two, but where they've got all this, like, um, test gear inside, like, you've, we've both got to go up. Yeah. And then, like, I've got to, like, feed board over to him. So, of course, I've got to kick out this extending fucking platform, yeah. lean out across that so this whole thing's fucking rocking back and forth. <laughs> trying to hand him something. He's like, I can't quite reach. And I'm like, well, I'm not leaning out any fucking more. You'll just have to fucking take it. Amazing. So that was a blast. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that was loads of fucking fun. And then when I got back to work, so the following, um, when was it? We come back. Thursday, ready for Friday, and 
the new guy in the office. He's like, oh, sorry, he said. I didn't realise you didn't like heights. I said, I didn't realise I didn't like heights. Everybody here knows I don't like heights. It's like a running joke that I don't <laughs> like heights. They yeah. even put in the WhatsApp group, somebody asked how I got on on the course, because they know I don't <laughs> like heights. Oh, if I knew, I wouldn't have sent you. Oh, oh fuck sure off. Is, uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I know what my job is. My job is to carry the heavy shit. That's all my job is. I'm just a fucking pack mule. <clears throat> Bastards. It's a large gopher. So that was that was loads of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I bet, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going back this week. Yay. <sighs> Yay. But apparently there's only one mute this time, so I'm hoping I can get out of fucking getting up on there. <laughs> And I'll just do all the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outside of that, what else did I do? I played some games with yeah, online play. people the other day. Um, so, uh, you know, again, on a bit in years, the idea of online gaming appeals to me somewhat. But playing, we've covered this before, yeah, playing yeah. with strangers and in particular children yeah. doesn't really appeal yeah. to me. <clears throat> so there's a couple of people on the Instagram um, the Groovy Goodies Instagram, mm-hmm. shameless plug, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> that I've reached out to before about getting some people together to play some stuff. Yeah. Pardon me. And uh, our good buddy that always listens to our episodes, uh, Mr. Andy Kelly. Hey, hey Andy. He, uh, he was on about playing GTA and some other people from on Instagram were all like, yeah, we're keen. Yeah. So I played. I played online with oh, wow. some strangers i made the jump and did it i don't man and uh <clears throat> i was fucking terrible um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't have a fucking scoop because i haven't played we were playing gta and i haven't played much of gta online yeah um i think the first mission there was a bit where they've got to um we're stealing some stuff because hmm. have you played any gta online i played it for maybe an hour so there's this whole thing where you can set up like a business, right. um, whether it's an illegal business or like a CEO of a company where you illegally acquire bits and pieces. Yeah. And um, as you set up these businesses, you then get jobs to acquire to make your money. Yeah. So completely oblivious to all this, I haven't got a clue. So I'm supposed to be helping other people with these missions. Yeah. <clears throat> I just complete because i played on xbox one first so i only just completed the prologue to get into the game and then we're jumping into stuff so i'm like right okay cool no problem go to a gun shop while they're finishing off a mission buy some guns because i'm like i'm gonna need some guns yeah but i forget a fucking bulletproof vest so (laughs) right cool (laughs) no problem we start this mission we've got to steal some guns from inside this locked room so somebody's hacking the thing as soon as the doors open i just walk straight in there's like three people here shoot me to death so oh, i probably should have waited yeah. for that oh, you fucking idiot so you were like and a token then, noob on the team then i was i felt like uh the charity case almost yeah. <laughs> just full on like uh, leroy jenkins in it yeah just go here for it yeah um <clears throat> And then there was some other mission we did where, like, you're not supposed to die because you're playing on the hard difficulty setting. Right. And they were like, oh, do you want to drive or go on the gun? And I was like, oh, I'll go on the gun because yeah. I can't drive for shit. Except, of course, I haven't got a bulletproof vest on again. As <laughs> soon as we get out into the open water, I start shooting at some boat. He shoots back. I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, fuck's sake. Mission's over. I'm just like, ooh, sorry, no, boys. 
I'm, I'm not usually this bad. Please invite me back again. Oh, no, no. See, this is why I don't play online. Yeah. That that reason, because I'm shit at it. But like, as soon as... Like, whenever I start an online game, I'm like, right, I'll play on my own. You know? I don't want to help anybody. I don't want other people helping me. I just want to get on with yeah. it. And then as soon as a mission comes up, it's like, right, you've got to join a team. I go, ah, oh, no, I'm out then. <laughs> That's me done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> fuck this. Yeah, but outside of that... I don't think I've done anything exciting. Yeah. Now we watched a couple of TV shows. We watched um, started watching the Toys That Made Us on Netflix. All right, yeah. Seen that? It's like the documentary series, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Start off on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know. Nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, I didn't realize like a lot of these things were toys before they were like TV shows and comics and stuff. Right. But anyway, yeah, um, we watched that new Cecil Hotel. Documentary. Yeah. You heard about that? What do you think of that? Um, I mean, it's a case where it, it just, just doesn't go anywhere. You know, the case itself just doesn't go anywhere. It's like, well, this is it. I was sort of talking to um, my wife about it. Yeah. We were jibber jabbering about um, I saw it on Netflix. I started watching it because I was like, oh, this can't go on for too long. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, being relatively on. familiar with the case yeah. and the facts. Yeah. I was like, oh, actually, it's like four or five yeah. hour long episodes yeah, yeah. like how the fuck are they going to drag this out for four or five yeah. fucking episodes yeah exactly and drag yeah. it they fucking oh, yeah. do oh massively yeah. Oof. I'm down to the last episode and I think I've just lost interest I'm just like yeah why is this so fucking long why are you dragging this out the fucking yeah. back yeah yeah it could have been an hour yeah and that would yeah. be dragging well, it a bit like <laughs> at best two hours yeah 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 but but yeah yes I mean, like I say, it just doesn't go anywhere, and the case itself doesn't go anywhere. So how are you gonna like drag that on for four episodes? It was all right. It was fairly interesting. Like I didn't know some of the details. They said I knew the case in general. Yeah. But like, if you know the outcome of the case already, then there's no point in watching it. Exactly. <clears throat> That's part of the appeal, I think, is there is an unsolved mystery, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's a very mysterious mystery. Yeah. But there's no new facts coming to the table. It's all like. No, still all the same old shit. Yeah. We haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. There's there's nothing to suggest anything yeah. except that she definitely did drown. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's yeah. like it goes to a point. It's like, okay, so it could have been this guy, and then next episode, it's like, no, it definitely wasn't that guy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely <laughs> wasn't that guy. Yeah. But it could have been the hotel because the hotel's possibly evil. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Is this really an angle we're going down? Yeah, like yeah. a fucking evil hotel. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it points fingers at people saying, yeah, could be that guy, could have been that guy. And then it just completely disproves that it wasn't. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, yeah, so we're just back at square one. And it ends pretty much on square one because nobody knows what the fuck happened. Yeah, they're still none the wiser. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm really interested in this sort of unsolved mysteries to crime shit. Yeah. But like a lot of it is, I think it's kind of a hot topic at the moment. So there's quite a lot of it coming out. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that every time they come up on, so you've got like they're interviewing somebody, yeah, and it comes up with like their role in the whole thing. This internet sleuth, internet sleuth and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just some fucking loser at yeah, home sitting exactly. on the internet all day yeah, yeah. watching the video back and forth with nothing He's better a to fucking do. Sleuth, yeah, yeah, and then making shit YouTube videos on what they think happened. Yeah, that everybody's all rehashing the same shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy said this. I think that's a good point. I'll say that as well. Yeah. Nobody, they're not showing anybody that's got their own opinion on yeah. things. Everybody's agreeing Plus, with the same shit. Why do you think anybody gives a flying fuck about your opinion anyway? 
Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, I know. I'll start a fucking YouTube video up now because it's hot shit. Yeah. Just to get some fucking hit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's the I just yeah. Every time they come up, internet sleuth, I just think it's loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Get a hobby, man. Fucking hell. Like, like, what's your what's your actual job? What yeah, do you yeah. actually do for a living? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you make your money? Yeah. Coming from internet sleuthing, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, um, hi. My name's Jim. Jim. Uh, Jim Ross, and uh, I'm a professional internet sleuth. Are <laughs> you, Jim? <laughs> Are you? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so what does that involve? Well, mostly I sit around in my office, bedroom, yeah. in uh, in my fancy attire, his underpants, and uh, I solve mysteries on the internet. As in, I just rehash other people's opinions. And yeah, I just read shit. through pages and pages of people's comments yeah. about fucking various nonchalant shit yeah. and agree with. Yeah, or disagree with, or just spew out some utter nonsense, and then get maybe a hundred hits on a YouTube video. Well done, Chief. Yeah, good job. Good, job. Yeah. good effort. <laughs> um, <coughs> speaking of true crime docs, we also finished Night Stalker. Yeah. The Richard Ramirez one. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty interesting. It took us like two weeks to get through it, because yeah. we put it on when we got to bed, and then just fall asleep instantly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um what else have we been watching? And we've been watching Superstore, that comedy thing on Netflix. And we also watched Psycho Goldman. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, really good, man. Really, like a lot <laughs> yeah. of fans Psycho Goldman, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. Like um, a lot of the bad guys came kid. across as like, almost like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers-esque sort of bad guys. Well, that was you know? the, yeah, the whole vibe I got was like, it's almost a nod to that. Yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, um, Ultraman, yeah, 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 style storytelling, yeah, but like with a over the top fucking gore, yeah, massively over the top, yeah, oh, that's genius, yeah, so good, so good. No, I was well chuffed with that. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, I watched that Willy's Wonderland. I want to check that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, if you're going for the cage rage, hmm. it's there. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he speaks a line the entire film. I'm good with that, you know. Yeah, I can deal with that. He just <clears throat> and there's there's loads of shit that's like not explained. But I don't think. I think they knew what they were doing when they made the film. It was like, look, this is just a film that we're going to make a quick fucking buck on, because it's Nicolas Cage kicking the shit out of animatronic robots. Everybody yeah. knows that Nicolas Cage will sign up to fucking anything, yeah. and people will watch it because it's always good for a giggle. Yeah. Um. So he's got like no lines. <laughs> The storyline is like barely there by a thread. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I enjoyed it for what it is. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's one of those films where the vast majority of people are going to go in expecting, you know, a sort of mid range Nicolas Cage yeah, yeah. showing. Yeah. And it's just absolute fucking nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Of the highest order. Expecting so a film that's not going to be one of those ones he signs on for when tax season comes around. Yeah, exactly. It'd be one <laughs> yeah. of those ones where like he's going to have a massive cult following of people that are all like, this, this is best work to date. Yeah, yeah. And then it's going to have loads of people just going, what the fuck has happened to Nicolas Cage? Has <laughs> <clears throat> he become like a B-movie actor? Yeah. But I mean, credit where credit's due to the guy. He like 
he gives it his all when he's in it. Yeah. He's not fucking phoning her in by any means. Um, no, I'm keen for that. Yeah. Uh, terms of TV, I don't think I've been watching anything as usual. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I moved the TV in from the bedroom down to the conservatory and it's still sat out there. Because I'm too fucking lazy to go out there and do anything. I just got a complete lack of uh, enthusiasm for doing anything like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, we've been watching. We're making our way through Bob's Burgers because it's on Amazon Prime. Nice. Um, it's one of the ones that the kids quite enjoy as well, so we can get through that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other 88 films dropped in new. Um. John Claude Van Damme films. They right. dropped another three. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what was it? Maximum Impact. Okay. Uh, let me just double check. That I mean, I watched it, but I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Yeah. Maximum Risk, not Impact. I right. knew fucking Impact didn't sound quite right. I mean, it uh, could be. Yeah. They could very. It could be. be. There probably is a John Claude Van Damme film called Maximum yeah. Impact. Or cigar. <clears throat> that sounds like a yeah, well, cigar sick. film. Oh. <laughs> um, no way to run and double team. Right. And uh, while I've said before, I've got a soft spot for Jean Claude. Yeah. It was one of those few. He was one of the few people where, when you went to go and sort of rent something, mm. my parents would be keen. Yeah. yeah. So it was no good, like, I remember renting Fight Club and got that, got him to pick up Fight Club, took that home, and it finished. And I was like, wow, that was quite clever. And they were like, that was shit. <laughs> I said, like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, yeah. So so there's, there's, like, a lovely little middle ground there yeah. where you know you're safe if it's yeah. got Stallone, Van Damme, Seagal for a while. <laughs> And Arnie. For about five films. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've got a soft spot for Seagal. Yeah. So I'm ch- I've keeping on top of these uh, 88 special releases. Yeah. And um, a couple of them I haven't seen before, they were pretty good. And some of them are just the Van Damme movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, too, uh, I'm not too keen on that sort of, that era of film, shall we say. No, yeah. <laughs> 90s action movies. Well, I mean the big ones, obviously, you know. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, but then like, the when he's when the quality starts dipping, and like, you know, like look at Cigar for example, and some of the absolute dross he's been in over the last fucking <laughs> thirty years. I remember when um, when I signed up to Love Film, mm. and I think. I'd only recently got like a Blu-ray player. It was going back a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll check out some of like the classics on Blu-ray looking really shit hot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Under Siege. I really like Under Siege. Let's check out Under Siege. Hmm. And that came. I watched it and I was like, oh, it's, it's good. But it's not as good as I remember it being. Yeah. Like I used to, I remember like the knife fight in Under Siege and being all like, oh my God, that's the greatest knife fight I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And it's basically just two sets of arms flapping around on the screen like that. <laughs> and like it's, it's awful. <laughs> like it's really fucking bad. Um, 
But then it like come up. I don't know if it was like uh, recommended based off stuff I'd watched or if it was just new releases. Yeah. And it was some Stagal Stagal thing, and I was like, oh, do you know what? Fucking right, gone. Let's have it. Yeah. And I watched it. and It was fucking awful. Like yeah. even by my low low standards, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, apparently that's his whole thing at the moment. Is he like helps to bankroll these movies? Right. So he chucks like a million quid in, knowing full well that going straight to DVD, he's still going to see a return on his investment. Yeah. And he just churns out two or three of these things where he doesn't even bother fucking acting. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, I got to kick some ass. <laughs> he always gets to bang some really hot bird. Yeah. Like some girl that's like fucking half his age. <laughs> This drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. She's getting her kit off, and he's still sitting in his little kimono thing, just like, oh yeah. I was just like, Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. Nah, no, nah, yeah. I definitely dropped off. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for '90s action movies. It definitely seemed to fucking crash. Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah. Yeah, you had like the peak mm. of the '80s mm. where you know you had your Commando Brilliant, and fucking. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then it just got fucking saturated and just fucking the quality just dived. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bastards. I know. Have you been playing anything decent lately? Uh, no, man. I haven't really dipped into anything. I've uh, just been putting some time into Path of Exile, as per usual. Uh, that's about it. I've been doing a bit of Minecraft Dungeons again with my boy because mm-hmm. they dropped a new map and he's oh. super keen uh, which is uh, you know f- nice and hard work at the same time Yeah, but... let's go explore this part of the map I don't want to go over there there's nothing over there how do you know there's nothing over there we haven't explored it yet I've been here before have you? Because we've only just downloaded the yeah. DLC. I don't <laughs> think we've been here before. <laughs> um, and i dipping into Samurai Jack still. I don't know if I mentioned that last episode. Um, but, yeah, I like Samurai Jack. I've been a big fan of Samurai Jack for a long time. Um, picked the game up in the sale a while back. I was like, Do you know what? Fuck it, go on. It's on sale. I'm not going anywhere. I got money to fucking burn. <laughs> <laughs> he says being massively fucking in debt but yeah <laughs> oh. keeps events Ooh, too, he? life's too short exactly um, oh that's where else I started playing Gears of War 5 as well oh, okay um, with my son no less <laughs> I was like oh he wants to play something I said like, oh we'll chuck Gears of War 5 on we'll do Horde so standard fucking shooter you know, you take cover, you set up your base, all the rest. <clears throat> but with Gears 5, you have to be online playing Horde. Right. You can't just play offline split screen anymore. Yeah. So you have to play the campaign. <clears throat> okay, cool, no problem. We'll do the campaign. And it gives you a choice. So you can be um, either one of the people characters or you can be the robot. Yeah. Of course, he wants to be this fucking floating around in the air robot that hasn't got any guns. He's just got like a fucking... <laughs> cattle prod and it just fucking electrocutes the fucking locust yeah so we're trying to do these missions i've got to like set to like the highest difficulty because you know i like a bit of a challenge and let's run through it and you know yeah. i'm like i'm getting downed and then killed and because he can't revive me yeah. and then he's like shouting at me because i'm dying <laughs> all right 
I'll change the difficulty then. Yeah. And like he's picking up guns. He's like, I got this gun. I got this gun. What is it? I don't know. And he's like, well, when you're going to pick something up, tell me what it is and I'll tell you if I want it. Yeah. Okay. And like he's dropping these like really shitty guns that I don't want. He's like, you didn't pick up the gun. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. It's awful. If you're going to pick something up, pick something good. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's proven to be difficult. Yeah, sounds it. I've had to drop the difficulty down several levels because essentially I am playing by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's there offering me advice. Oh, I've got this guy over here and I'm poking him with my little prod. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll just take out these other 12 that are fucking swarming <laughs> us. You don't worry. You sit there and just keep prodding away. Ah, good times. Yeah. What about uh, reading? You read anything good lately? Oh, don't make me answer that question. <laughs> I am doing great. Yeah. Like I said, instead of doing the whole films thing, I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna read a hundred books this year, and so I am flying. I'm currently on like thirteen books so far this year. Yeah. Um, I'm including in that list graphic novels. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, uh, I read the first Puppet Master trade. That was pretty good. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm looking at dipping into a couple of other ones at some point. Hmm. Um, I read, and I really fucking enjoyed. Um, I know, where's my list for this year gone? A book called Dead Girl Blues right. by David. I'm gonna fucking butcher his surname. Yeah. Sodergren. Right. Sodergren. S O D E R G R E N. Yeah, Sodergren. Yeah. Sodogren. Sodogren. Yes. <laughs> we'll just go with that. <clears throat> um, and it's apparently he's well, from what I understand, it's a self-published thing. Right. Um, I mean, no disrespect to anybody that self-publishes, right? Mm. But at the same time, if you're going to self-publish your own work, yeah. it's for one of two reasons. Mm. One, you want to keep the dollar, yeah. which, you know, good Fair business enough, yeah. sense. Two, you think your work's good enough to sell. Yeah. Now, in this day and age, when any Tom Fool and fucking Tom Dick, Tom Dick and Harry yeah. fool and something, I don't know. <laughs> in this day and age, when any Tom Dick and Harry can just fucking publish anything and get it fucking sold, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that write shite. I can imagine, yeah. Uh, I don't mean that as disrespect. Yeah, no. I admire your efforts. I yeah. admire your uh, belief. That also, the... I mean, to a point, it's all subjective as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you you might be happy with it yeah. and think you do a good job. It doesn't mean everybody else is going to be happy with it. Um, <clears throat> but, so this... Dead Girl Blues come up on a couple of, like, on Twitter. I follow a couple of different accounts that cover, like, books and stuff. Yeah. And they come up on, like, top 10 of the year list. Mm. Um, I think it was for 2020. It might have been 2019. Okay. Um, but either way, I fucking, I picked it up and I was like, I'll dip into it. Mm. Give it a whirl. I didn't bother. It sat on the shelf for fucking God knows how long. <sighs> I was like, Do you know what? This thing's been sat here for fucking ages. Let's have a look because i got to make some space. Yeah. i got to start filtering out some of the chaff. Yeah. So let's get this done. Chances are <sighs> I might enjoy it. 
I, if I don't, I don't have to feel too bad about chinning it off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, I like breezed through it, blitzed it. Yeah. Um, it's styled after loosely after like a giallo kind of theme where it's like a murder mystery who done it um but it's also kind of more along the lines of a slasher store slasher murder mystery kind of thing yeah um but set in scotland um <laughs> but it goes down this rabbit hole of like the dark seedy side of various bits and pieces yeah and oh, it was a fucking blast. I nice. like it'll be on my fucking choice cuts probably list. Um, come pay there. I'm gonna pick up his other stuff because I think he's got another three novels. Yeah, I'm gonna pick them up and dive into them. He's like the first guy I think I've come across in a long time since maybe conveniently Craig uh, S. Yes. Craig Zala, yeah. whose bone tomahawk we'll be discussing very shortly. Yes, um, since I read his stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, that's definitely one worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, uh, yeah, once well, obviously, got a bit of a stack to get through myself. And once I actually sort of take the plunge and actually start reading, then uh, yeah, I'll have to write down some of these recommendations, man. Um, and then I read, I again <clears throat> picked up a massive fucking lot off um, eBay of Clive Barker stuff. Nice, yeah. That I'm looking to jump jump into. Mm. Because, again, he's one of those, uh, I think I sort of got off on the wrong foot almost a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came in on the tail end of Clive Barker's uh, role, shall we say. Um, I think Hellbound Heart I read and obviously enjoyed yeah, thoroughly. Yeah. I think the next thing I read was Mr. Be Gone. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah. Which has mm, that sort yeah. of... yeah, yeah. And then I think it was the Great and Secret Show, which I was like, yeah, I kind of like it. It's yeah, I don't it's know. a bit of a weird one, the Great and Secret Show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I enjoyed Mister Begone, but this is coming from like, obviously, I, I was already familiar with Clive Barker's work. I'd sort of read yeah. quite a few of his books before, so that was just like, okay, it's not great, but it's not sort of put me off Clive Barker by any means. Whereas if that's your first, one of your first books, you're going to be a bit like, oh, should I dip into the rest or? Yeah. Well, that's it. It's I think after that, then it was the Scarlet Gospel, is it? Which is yeah. the Hellraiser, the Pinhead next bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, I really did not get along with that at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, I quite enjoyed the Scarlet Gospels. Was that? I quite enjoyed the Scarlet Gospels, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think it was all right up until the end. I think I really just could not fucking jive with that ending. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I sort of, uh, I, do you know what? I've got a massive fucking stack of Stephen King stuff to get through, as well as all the other shit that I pick up and don't get around to reading. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll leave Clive Barker for another day. Yeah. But um, yeah, I picked up this. There's this guy on eBay selling. It's like eight, eight paperbacks and the Thief of Always graphic novel. Oh, nice. So I read that. Have you read that one? Not read the graphic novel, no. I've read the book, yeah, like years ago. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I like mm. the idea. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, the story is basically the same, but yeah, it's told in a much more condensed format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I thought it was an interesting. Um. It's essentially Clive Barker's go at like doing 
a kid's book mm, yeah. to be taught in schools, yeah, yeah. which is kind of insane. Weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think he does a good job. He does a spooky little tale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, he's one of my favourites, Clive Barker, to be honest. Like, based on the back of sort of starting off with Books of Blood and obviously then Hellbound Heart and sort of Nightbreed or Cabal, I think the book is in. Cabal, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, dipping into some of the crappier stuff then was like, okay, yeah, it's not his best work, but obviously then on the back of sort of, you know, Cabal, Books of Blood and stuff, it's like, oh, okay, that's his peak and then the rest of it's going to be good, but not quite as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're, lo- we're looking forward to dipping into some of that. But, uh, yeah, sitting there on my mountain of <sighs> to read pile. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I need to get back on it, man. I really like desperately. I am, I, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a pledge right here, right now on this podcast that by next week I will have read something or at least started a book. Started something. Yes. I think that's part of the reason I've got my, like, backlog of stuff so what i found is if i read something that i really don't care for or get on with it really puts me off fucking it throws my rhythm out of fucking reading yeah definitely um so i always keep a fucking stack Mm. like i've got like a seven or eight book stack that i like to keep topped up of joe lansdale stuff yeah yeah. because even at his worst (laughs) he's fucking great Yeah, yeah Like, even, like, the stuff that's just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. It's still loads of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, like, my palate cleanser. So if I, like, sit and read something, I'm just like, fuck me, this is a slog. Yeah. And I get through it. The next thing is always, like, look, okay, let's just let's just try dipping into some fucking Lansdale. And it's, like, within the first couple of pages, you're like, oh, yes, here we go. <laughs> and you got a page turn on your hands. There's yeah, loads yeah. of fun, and you're back on the fucking... Yeah, back on the bandwagon. Yeah, that's it. You just need to find that thing to get you back on track. Yeah, man. Sweet. Let's do our Instagram filler yes. again. We'll be also going uh, to talk through the playlist. Yes. So we decided that as uh, for shits and giggles, we'll try and keep it a regular thing of sorts. Um, you know, just in case anybody does actually want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, Spotify playlist. Every time one of our new episodes comes out we'll be following it up with a musical playlist yes so yeah playlist every episode now we're going to set up a playlist for 10 tracks each just stuff that we're listening to that week stuff we're particularly into uh this with last episodes the playlist is called groovy goodies tunes 14 slash 02 because the date was created what we'll do going forward then is we will create a new playlist every episode we'll discuss the playlist on that following episode and then we will give it a week, maybe two, delete the previous one, and then we'll have two playlists in rotation at all times. So what we're going to do now is just, we'll probably just sort of, instead of giving a rundown track by track of each selection, we'll just pick a couple of tracks each, talk about them, give a general feel of what the playlist is like for each person, and then leave it at that. Boom. So my, uh, I'm going to pick two tracks. Um... My two tracks. First track is obviously it's got to be a wall by every time I die. Yeah. Um, we are both every time I die fans. Yep. Um, I got to see a wall when they did the live stream and it's been on repeat and I've been listening to it as often as I can mm. whenever the fuck I can. I think it's going to be one of the top tracks off this new album. Yeah. 
um, every time I die are like a punk hardcore band. Um, they've been around for years. Yeah. If you're into that thing in any way, shape, or form, definitely go check them out. Yeah, man. If you haven't already. And my other pick. <clears throat> so I like to keep things uh, different, floaty, fresh. Some days I'm happy. Some days I'm sad. Yeah. Some days I want to dance. Some days I want to drink beer. Um, <clears throat> so I like to dip into different music to match my mood. And so sometimes I listen to the blues. And the one dude, the blues singer guy that I really fucking dig is a man called Howlin' Wolf. And the track that I have picked from this playlist is Backdoor Man, which is fucking insane. Like this guy's voice, it sounds like he's been pounding the fags since he came out of the womb. Um, He's got a cracking voice. He plays some absolute fucking belters and he's my favorite blues guy like i don't really do much in the way of blues yeah but when i am feeling the blues music need it's howling wolf yeah no fucking question nice um so yeah first of my two picks um i'm gonna go with gate creeper sick sick of being sober uh gate creeper they are a old school death metal band um the first two albums are just sublime superb um if you're into that kind of thing then go and check them out but this latest one, um, it is eight songs. It comes in at 17 minutes. So the first seven songs are all under a minute long each. So they're grindcore songs, essentially, with like a 10-minute long Doom song at the end. It's just superb stuff. Really fucking good. And really sort of about the box as well, you know? Yeah. And this then, is the one track, I think, that stood out for me Yeah. <coughs> from your picks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So listening to it in the van, and yeah. this this was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is this? Oof, I'd like, oof. it was over. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, where'd it go? <laughs> Amazing. And uh, my next pick is one of my favourite bands, uh, Nor Their Tongues. The track is called My Orifices Await Ravaging. And this is from the album All the Dread Magnificence of Perversity. Um, so this is like a black metal, dark ambient, industrial noise combination um it was no other tongues once described as imagine an orchestra pit in a theater or being murdered at the same time nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i kind of get you know it's um and this track in particular is one of those tracks I, one of the first tracks i heard by the band and just blew me out of the water because there was like nothing i'd ever heard before um so if you like your dark ambient or you like your noise music, or you like sort of experimental stuff, then yeah, check this out. It's fucking fantastic. And it's horrible. If any of that, if any of that sounds like your cup of tea, it's all up on Spotify. Just yes. search for Groovy Goonies tunes. Have a listen. If there's a track in particular that stands out that you like, let us know, because we always like a bit of feedback. Yep, yep. If there's bands that you think we should be checking out based on the stuff that's on there, mm. let us know because yep. we're always into checking out some new stuff. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Spotify stuff. Spotify music. stuff, yeah, man. But yeah, that was our choices for this week. Um, let us know what you think of this segment, whether mm. you enjoy it, whether mm. you've got anything you want us to listen to and check out because, like I said, we're always up for like recommendations. Yeah, totally. Um just you know trying some stuff out see what you think yeah 
But let's move on to instead of our musical filler, we'll have to do a jingle for that musical yeah. filler now. Yeah, because we've got to get um, we've got a jingle for the Instagram filler. Yeah, I'll have to think. I'll have to think of a jingle. <laughs> okay, so this week's Instagram filler is. I'm too lazy to think of a question this week. Yeah. Want to ask us something? If it's a good enough question, it'll be answered on the episode. <laughs> nice. So these are the questions we got. Okay, so Morbid Die asks, why the fuck didn't anyone use salt in slugs? Um, I haven't seen slugs. You haven't seen slugs? No. Slugs is definitely got to be on our watch list then. Slugs is something else. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to say it's bad. Yeah. Um, I like slugs. I'm pretty sure we've it, mentioned slugs recently. Yeah. I like slugs in as much as it's... Um, I like creature features. Yeah. And although it is somewhat far-fetched, it's it's done in a way where it could work. It's, it's not indeed. far-fetched like they're fucking flying slugs or fast slugs. They're still slow slugs. Yeah. But the idea is, is that they sort of creep up on you when you're least expecting it. Yeah. So, for example, there's a couple that are making out in a bed, and when they finish, you know, go to go their separate ways, mm. the slugs are all over the floor, so they can't go anywhere. They can't get off the bed. They try to get on the floor, and the slugs yeah. are, like, chewing at their feet, and they fall over and again eat, and, you know... It, so there's not, like, a know, couple of... Just a couple of slugs. There's, like, loads and loads of slugs. Yeah. Right. It's not like, you know... A, a, sort of, I don't know, fucking killer giant slug that's just, like, sneaking up on people in the shadows or whatever. I like watch that. Yeah, thinking about it, I was just sitting in my head thinking, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it's it's a good one. I like it. I like it. It's, yeah, we'll uh, add it to the rotation, definitely. I think it gets a lot of shit, but, um, yes, I don't know why they didn't think to use salt. Um, I'll have to double-check, it's been a while since I've watched slugs. But, also... Well, we I just realised as well um, that Morbid Die uh, kindly sent us. I say us. He sent it to me, but right. I'm more than happy to let you have a look at it as well. Because yeah. <laughs> I can share. I'm a big boy. Yeah. Um, he sent us a book. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that was very kind of him. It's on my massive to read pile. So when lockdown lifts, if you're looking for something to read in between. Yeah. You can have it first if you want. Sweet, man. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's about, uh, if I remember correctly, a video store owner who, back in the days when they had the um, banned film list, gets caught with one of these banned films in his shop and, yeah. like, faces prison time. And it's, like, his story about, like, how, okay. how the fuck he dealt with it, the court case and all that sort of thing. So it yeah. really sounds really interesting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next question on our Instagram filler for this evening is Resap123 asks, what's your favourite video game of all time? All time. Um, that's a hard one, isn't it? It is. I think it's a very difficult question because yeah. you've got nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Does nostalgia weigh up against... So, for example, let's use Doom, right? Yeah. Doom, the very first Doom... One of the earliest games I remember playing and being all like, holy yeah, yeah. shit, this yeah. is amazing. Love, love Doom. But I've got a lot of nostalgia for that game. But then the new Doom yeah. plays a hell of a lot better than the old Doom. Yeah. But does it make it a better game? Well, this is it. Like, one of my favourite games 
back in the day was a game called Might and Magic 8, eight right? Day of the Destroyer. And if you played that now, you'd think, what the fuck? It's, it could run on a cardboard box, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, like one of those sort of blocky graphics and just like um, square-based movement, you know? Yeah. But I love that game. Like I, play, I put so many hours into that game. But if I went back to playing now... I just, I, yeah, it would just be awful, an awful experience. <laughs> well, that's it. I think we've been quite lucky in... <clears throat> we've grown up almost at the start of mm. uh, affordable gaming from home. Yeah, like so the like first this, consoles this, I remember, the and the Mega Drive and stuff. I remember spending a shitload of time at arcades playing games. Yeah, yeah. Like the Terminator 2 arcade machine yeah, where you yeah, had yeah. the actual fucking yeah, gun man. with the grenade launcher on the side. Yeah, that was awesome. Man, I sunk mega money into that. Yeah. Time crisis. Time crisis. When you yeah, had the little yeah. fucking pedal to step on. Bam, yeah, bam, bam, yeah. bam, 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 I could almost fucking complete that on one credit. That's how much I fucking played out of that thing. I could, like, I could tell where people were. The first level, I could almost play with my eyes shut. That's how fucking shit hot I was. Yeah. Um... But yeah, now I think games have moved on in such a fashion that there's so much more to them these days. Yeah. yeah. Like I was trying to think of what games that I've really enjoyed, and like a lot of them are recent games. Yeah. But well, that's part of that is time. Yeah. 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 To be honest, uh, I think that I'm just yeah I'm just gonna put it out there like and I've I've said this before many times, but like my favorite game is probably gonna be Diablo three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Diablo 3 okay I'm going to go out there and say my favourite arcade game of all time is probably Terminator 2 okay. and the favourite game that I played and probably sunk far too many hours in was Duke Nukem 3D because I thought that was insane that I could they were swearing I could blow shit up and I could pay strippers to see their tits I almost thought you said the recent one then did you play that? Oh, no oh my Ooh, god that God, was awful no. <laughs> yeah. that was Ooh. awful yeah <laughs> terrible game Maybe that's one of those rare occasions where, like, <laughs> it's a clear cut. No, yeah. the older game is definitely better. Yeah, like, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that thing was a piece of shit. I know. <laughs> when I first got, like, a PS3, that was one of the games that came with it. Yeah. And, cause it, yeah, it was just, it, oof, awful. 13 years that game was in development. Yeah. I think that in the end, they were just like, you know what, people are waiting for it. we just got to fucking check it out. It's not as it's just, broken. He wasn't bugging yeah. or anything. He was just shit. No, it was polished, <laughs> but it was just a turd, yeah. <laughs> Madam Mim asks, what's the plural for more than one pot noodle? Pot noodles or pots noodle? Pots noodle was implied there's only one noodle. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas pot noodles could be said for one pot noodle. You know? Yeah. Pots, noodle, lots of pots of noodle, yeah. whereas pot noodles is a pot of noodles. Yeah. You know the plural, the plural for moose is moose, so I'm going to apply that same logic to pot noodles. Same logic. Yeah. I went to a Welsh school, and so my uh, I use this as an excuse all the time. <laughs> My use of the English language yeah, yeah. is atrocious, so I'm just going to agree with you rather than try and say anything smart. <laughs> Maybe it's pots noodles. So plural pots, on both. Pots noodles. Yeah. So there's no singular there at all, it's just two plurals. Pots of noodles? Pots noodles. Yeah. As in more than one pot of more than one noodle. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Go with that. <laughs> Here we are, sorted. 
Um, and then Instatai asks, what's the worst cinema experience you've had? Crying children not being removed for him. For, for his example, sorry. Crying children when yeah, he was in. I've removed. had that experience, but it was not Lego Batman. Right. So... <laughs> That was, kind of, that was kind of on me yeah. <laughs> for going to Lego Bat, going to a children's film in the middle of the day on the weekend. i got to be honest, I, mean, I don't like going to the cinema anymore. Like, no. I'm trying to think of my worst cinema experience, and every time I go, it's fucking dreadful. Um, <clears throat> there's always something there that really grips my shit. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of... There's like a... Obviously, over the years... There's been a. I remember going to the cinema, and the cinema was a place where, as soon as the lights went out, people were quiet yeah, and they whispered. Yeah. But now people talk, yeah. so the cinemas have responded by cranking up the fucking volume, yeah. so people talk louder, yeah. and people are on their phones more. Mm. So back in the day, you didn't have smartphones, so you know you'd only get your phone out if you had a text or a fucking phone call. Yeah. Now you've got people like IMDb, and or oh, I was sat watching something, and somebody was playing a game on their phone rather <laughs> than watching the fucking film. Yeah. It's just like, why would you You're paid the experience? To be in yeah. You're defeating the object of the experience of coming to this... Oh, excuse me. You're defeating the object of the experience of coming to the cinema. Yeah. Um, but I sort of, I think to myself that I fucking hate going to the cinema because people always fucking ruin it. But at the same time, I think about the Arrow video all-nighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, actually, those examples are yeah. fucking great. Blast, like, yeah. um, always have a fucking blast. Yeah. Um, and same with the fractured visions. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, but then that like that's not that's not really like a public cinema experience. Though that's like people who are paying people paying to that are sort of respectful cinema goers because they're there for the films and not there for you know just yeah. It's not for a night mainstream out or whatever. Yeah, cinema exactly. yeah, yeah. goers. It's film. Film. Lovers. I don't want to say you know fucking snobby film people, well, but, but it's yeah. people who are appreciating yeah. the experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think in terms of, as an example, the most recent that I can think of that really gripped my shit. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was the one time I turned around and told the girls behind me that if they were going to carry on talking, could they fuck off out into the foyer and talk before the film starts? Was I with you then? I think that was when I was watching It. I'm not sure if that was with Megan. It might have been with you. I think we watched it, um, the second part of it together. I'm pretty sure you turned around and told people to <laughs> shut up before the film started. <laughs> and there I was, remember yeah, there was another one where, like, there was a bit about it come up on the telly and there was, like, oh, on the screen about yes, that's turn the your phones one, yeah, off yeah. and no yeah, talking. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yes, yeah. that one in particular. Yeah. To the people and, directly uh, behind us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not a particularly patient person especially yeah. when I very rarely get to go out so when I do go out I want to enjoy myself I think the most infuriating one that I remember to date mm. was when I was watching Hereditary Yeah, and we talked about this when we yeah, discussed yeah. Hereditary yeah. and the fucking clicking thing and the woman next to me sat there with her fucking mum and every time on the telly you had that little the woman next to me would go like a fucking parrot the whole fucking time throughout yeah. the entire fucking movie, yeah. every time you had a on the fucking film, she went I was like looking around like she was fucking clever. Say, oh, you stupid fucking bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. no, I yeah. think my worst one's probably just going to be people talking during, I think it was Blade Runner, um, the latest one. So yeah. obviously there's sort of, there's bits of loudness, there's bits of quietness in that film. And yeah, they were this these two fucking jackasses just talking like on the other aisle throughout the entire thing. 
despite having been told several times to shut the fuck up by several different people in the cinema. Well, like, I don't understand. Why, like, why are you to- A, why are you talking that fucking loudly so that other people can hear you? Yeah, or, and why the cinema doesn't do anything yeah. about it either? Yeah. It's like it's got to be harming the fucking cinema industry, yeah. the people... When you know, not trying to blow my own trumpet, but when somebody like myself who watches three hundred plus fucking films a year yeah. does so in the comfort of his own home, not just because of lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> but because the idea of going and sitting in a room with other people that are just going to fucking yap and play on their phones yeah. is just like so completely unappealing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, you pay to be there. You know what I mean? You yeah. paid money to get in there. Why are you not watching the film, like? Yeah, enjoy the experience. Yeah. The big fucking screen, yeah. the surround fucking sound. Yeah. If you could do this in your own home, yeah. you wouldn't fucking come out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good question. Yeah, if you're one of these people that talk in the cinema, fuck you. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. We ready? Are we ready to dip into what I hope you enjoyed? Yeah, yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Bone tomahawk. Let's do it. Okay, so this one, um, I came across Bone Tomahawk purely by chance. Um, I think I'd seen it sort of um, discussed online a bit, mm. and some people saying they're like, you know, you've got people got to pay attention to it. Yeah. And I saw they had Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. And it was another Western movie. And I think this was around about the time Hateful Eight was sort of on the horizon as well because he's got his lovely little moustache. Yeah, and uh, I said, like, you know what? I, I, I really like Kurt Russell. Yeah. I'll check this fucking film out. And I watched it and I was expecting... Like, I didn't read into it at all. It was just like, okay, I need something to watch. I'm going to find Bone Tomahawk. I found it. I watched it and I was like, "Oh my fucking god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a masterpiece." Yeah. For people who are not western fans, mm. like do you, are you a western fan? Are you familiar I wouldn't with I'd say I'm a western fan. I've seen a fair few westerns and I've enjoyed what I've seen, obviously like the classics like, you know, but I'd say the classics, you know, the ones that were coming up in the 90s and that, you know, like Quick yep. and the Dead, um and what's the other one? Um Unforgiven. Unforgiven, yeah. Um, I watched a bit of sort of Deadwood and stuff like that. Is it called Deadwood? Yeah, Deadwood, so, the TV series. Yeah, that's one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not something I sort of go out my way to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think I tried dipping into Westerns a few, uh, a fucking fair while ago, a long time ago, when I first started, like, delving into stuff out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And more often than not, I just found them fucking boring, like the yeah, pacing being yeah. really fucking slow. Yeah. But then I come to realize later that that's kind of how Westerns work, mm. is there's this slow build throughout. Because yeah. um, one of the criticisms, before we get too much into Bone Tomahawk, is that there's not a lot happening. Yeah. There's not a lot going on for the vast majority of the fucking film. Yeah. But I would counter-argue that and say that actually, in terms of like Western pacing, mm. this thing moves quick. There's still bits and pieces going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, this fucking film just blew my fucking mind. Um, it's one of my fucking favorites, I think. Yeah. Like it's up there in my easy in my top fucking twenty favorites, possibly even creeping into the top ten. Wow. Like, yeah. oh, 
I fucking can't get enough of this film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, written and directed by S. Craig Zala, who then went on to do Brawling Cell Block 99, which yeah. you also haven't had the chance to see yet. No, but I am keen for that, especially after watching Bone Book. Fucking hell. <laughs> and then Dragged Across Concrete. Mm. Um, I have fanboyed over Craig Zala uh, numerous times on this podcast. Yeah. He's uh, author of some pretty fucked up great stuff. He's into, like, fucking grindcore, death, fucking metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He composes music for the films. Um, the, the guy is, like, fucking multi-talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Bone Tomahawk starts. Starts. The opening scene. I was right? like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it doesn't fucking pony punches. Opening no. scene again. You know, we'll stick some spoiler fucking buffer in before yeah, this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but opening scene, you hear like footsteps. Somebody quickly coming along. All of a sudden, then somebody is cutting somebody else's throat. Yeah. That's the open. That's that's the the fucking first thing this film has given you is somebody having their throat hacked open. Quite slowly like it's as not, well. It's not a quick cut. No. It's a brutal fucking yeah, yeah. saw with a blunt fucking blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Setting the tone. Straight <laughs> off the yeah. fucking bat. <laughs> this is not going to be a pleasant ride. No. Um, <clears throat> as we find out, you've got... I, I love this little double act yeah. as well. Um, it's David Arquette. And Sid Haig. And Sid Haig. Yeah. And basically they... Um, robbers and they've come across these cowboys that are um camped out for the day you know the evening and it's sort of early morning and basically they've come to rob them so yeah. they're murdering these cowboys and then stealing their goods um one of the cowboys whose throat has been cut hasn't been cut efficiently enough mm. and so he's not dead yet and he begins to try and draw down on David Arquette's character, yeah. at which point Sid Haig, bang, shoots him, saves David Arquette. But all of a sudden, then they can hear horse hooves, horse hooves, hooves, <laughs> horses coming. I can't yeah. think of the fucking. I'm so excited. I can't think of the fucking words. <laughs> There's horses coming. They yeah. can hear the fucking horses coming, so yeah. they know they're going to be in the shit. So they try running away, and they come across this weird little display of rocks on the floor, um, which unbeknownst to them is part of a Indian burial ground. Burial ground. It's yeah. a very sacred bit. And they knock over part of this Indian burial ground while they're trying to run away. And so they piss the fucking Indians off. And the Indians respond as you would expect. And uh, yeah. Sid Haig is brutally fucking yeah. arrowed through the throat. And then disemboweled. Disemboweled, like quickly out of nowhere, yeah. disemboweled. These things are using like the underbush to hide in. They are camouflaged in terms of like Arnie from Predator where they're covered <laughs> in mud to hide themselves. <clears throat> like everything about like we're not even like 10 minutes into this movie and I'm already like... This is the greatest piece yeah. of cinema I've ever seen. Gosh, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> David Arquette's character fucking runs away, right? Yeah. So we've got like 11 or 13 days later. 
and we see David Arquette's character has arrived in this small little town. Um, He buries his goods under a tree, which the deputy sheriff, who is an older fella, um, let me find out who he is. Get up to Jenkins. Here we are. He sort of sees him on his way to the sort of sheriff's office. That he's a shady character, and starts talking to. He's oh, this this guy's character is amazing. He's like this hopelessly like um, what's the best word? Like clumsy. Like he's not the yeah. sharpest fucking knife in the drawer, no. but like he's got nothing but the best of intentions. Um. He's explaining to the sheriff, who is played by Kurt Russell, who yep. is wearing his lovely moustache, yep. and it's thick of head. Thick of head? Head of thick hair. This wonderful lion's mane of hair. Yep. Um, yeah, I I got a, I think I got a soft spot for Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell is awesome in all fairness. In like a totally... I, I mean, uncomfortable in myself to admit when I find a man, you know, I think he's a good-looking man. Yeah, yeah. And I think Kurt Russell <clears throat> is a good-looking yeah. man. Yeah, And he's been in some awesome, awesome things, you know? Yes. I think he's been Escape in from L.A. and New York. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just sort of thinking about Kurt Russell a minute. <laughs> Do you need a match? Should we pause? Or... <laughs> yeah. I think I just need to go for a, a wee. <laughs> um yeah, explains to Kurt Russell, the sheriff, that this shady character is in town. So the sheriff goes over to the bar to investigate. Um, talks to the guy, ends up, doesn't believe a word he says. He knows he's full of shit because the clothes don't fit, they're covered in blood. Yep. He's a bit of a shady looking fucker. Bang, shoots him in the leg as he tries to flee. So they take him to the jail because they're going to get somebody to come look at him, doctor to come look at him, and to basically question him some more in the morning see where the fuck he's from what's going on all the rest so off they trot get the doctor to come round everybody goes to bed with the doctor attending to David Arquette's character so I'm trying to sort of fast track this because I don't want to give a scene don't want to get caught up and giving a scene by scene breakdown I just kind of yeah. want to set the tone yeah. Yeah. Um, but unbeknownst to the town folk the Indians are really fucking pissed that they've he's desecrated this fucking he's had the audacity to to walk in over the secret burial ground so they've been following him for the last couple of days trying to catch up with him and while the town is asleep the indians come and they take him away along with the deputy sheriff the second deputy sheriff the younger lad and the wife of one of the other townspeople who is acting as uh, nurse to yeah. sort of look after this guy. Um, they also steal horses um, and once again brutally murder this little stable hand. Yeah, disemboweled him again. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, morning, morning comes. They're wondering where everybody's fucking gone. Realize that they find the stable hand murdered and they go on to this sort of. Search to find these Indians. Yeah. They take along, they, they have this meeting in a pub, in the pub, in the saloon, yeah. sorry, because it's the West. <laughs> Not a pub, a saloon. Yeah. The they have this meeting in the saloon. They bring in, there's a local Indian chap that they bring in 
<clears throat> and he explains that like these people they're troglodytes. Troglodytes, a bit harsh. I <laughs> love that word. They're troglodytes. Yeah. Um, they don't. They, they're not part of a tribe. They are essentially expelled, excluded, frowned upon, inbred, fucking abominations. Yeah. Again, I'm sitting there watching this thing, just like, oh shit, this thing just got fucking interesting. It's not just random Indians. It's fucking cannibal, inbred, fucking crazy fucking Indians. Nice. (laughs) And so they gather up some townspeople. So we've got the sheriff, Mr. Kurt Russell, his old man deputy, um, the husband of the woman that's just been also been kidnapped, and um, this... Other, I can't think of his fucking name. Character who is the dude from Lost, the lead in yes, Lost. Um, his character is Bruder. It's Matthew Fox. It. And he is essentially like an Indian hunter. Yeah. Um, he's murdered tens of. He was really good in that. Yeah, he's yeah. like. Um, did you watch Lost? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you watch it all the way through, or did you, did, like yeah. many people, switch off? No, I'm pretty sure I stuck, stuck with it to the end. I think we got to, like, I don't know, season five or something. It dried on. Like, fucking, on, fucking yeah, yeah, left. Um, <clears throat> but again, I didn't mind him in Lost, mm. but didn't really rate him. But in this, he's incredible. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, he's really good. Yeah. Yes, so off they go. They go on their adventure to track down the wife. And the deputy. And this is where I can sort of, going back to what we were discussing earlier, where people say, essentially, you've now got an hour of people walking through the desert. Yeah. Which, you know, you, you do have. That's correct, yeah. About an hour of people walking through the desert. But that doesn't mean it's not an eventful hour yeah. walking through the <laughs> yeah, desert. Yeah, it happens, definitely. There are still things that happen. Yeah, yeah. So we see this brooder character... He's awfully familiar with being out in the wild. He sets up like a perimeter wire around the camp to keep them safe. Um, they come across some Mexicans that uh, get caught up in their little trip wire, their trip wire, their perimeter wire, their perimeter alarm, and almost without any consideration whatsoever, Bruder just guns them yeah. down. Like, he's not fucking about. He's out. He doesn't give a fucking shit. He is a total badass in this fucking film. Um, Even if he is a massive, like, racist... um, Yeah, he's... Yeah. Not a really nice guy, but... Yeah, he's almost almost like the anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. um, Where he's done these awful things, but he's the perfect man for the job. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, he's murdered Indian people, men, women, and children. He doesn't care. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's a bit that's a bit grim. Yeah. But I'm glad I've got him on my side fighting these Indians, though, because he's fucking good at Indian killing. He's pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah. And without, again, going too much into their travels. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah, it's, the plot can be basically summed up as Indian steel the wife of one of the townspeople, sheriff, sheriff's deputy, Indian killer, and husband go to rescue said wife. 
from these troglodyte Indians. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, this there's like um, a fast ramp up, and then a slow middle, and then a fast ramp up towards the end. Yeah. Um, but in those fast moments, that's when it becomes really sort of intense and really sort of impactful. Is the word that I kept coming back to. Like there's a scene where well, they eventually sort of catch up to where these Indians are. Um, it takes them a while to get in there. And the only reason they get in there is because they get caught. And the first person they kill, the Indian, you see the Indians kill in this in their sort of cave, is one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is fucking grim. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I think, yeah, the, uh, everything about this fucking movie, for me, ticks all the fucking boxes. Yeah. You've got this whole... It's all very much... Um, I mean, part of the journey is the character development. You know, you get the... The relationship between the characters helps yeah. you care about these people. So, again, even though this brooder character is essentially this massive fucking racist that hates everybody that isn't white or alludes to he hates everybody that isn't white. Yeah. Like, there's a bit where the horses get stolen and he's all like, there's no way his horse would let some dirty wetback rider... Yeah. And we find out that he's correct. The horse has had a fucking paddy, and so they've crippled the horse and left her for fucking dead. Yeah. At which point he goes out and thanks her for a service and executes his own horse. Yeah. Um, so you've got the, the this whole character development for this these these people. These and again, it's a really small. You're talking four people. Yeah. But by the time they get to where the Indians are, and again, we need to sort of we've sort of glossed over. Um, Patrick Wilson Patrick is it Wilson, yeah, yeah. his character he's got a broke leg so he ends up being sort of hobbling along behind yeah. once the horses get stolen whereas the other three go on ahead and he's sort of playing catch up which ties in with the story really sort of importantly later down the line yeah. <clears throat> but you've got this relationship between these four people where you care about what happens to all four mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're plunged into this absolute fucking shitstorm. yeah um, and it's oh, oh, beautiful! Like oh, the fucking gore effects are insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. some of the kills are some of the most savage things I have ever fucking seen yeah, yeah. in all my years of watching stuff. Yeah. So again, you you discuss the the main kill in the cave. Anybody that has seen this knows about the cave kill. Mm. Um, and you sort of. I think everything about it, like even at the basest level. So these Indians, again, like I said before, the 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 these troglodytes that um, essentially have been excluded because their practices are so fucking yeah. disgusting that even uh, the other Indian tribes want absolutely nothing to do with them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they've got this whole weird. Um, which I thought was fucking fantastic as well, in their throats. Yes, yeah, yeah. They've essentially got, like, part of what I'm assuming is a bird's fucking cartilage in their throat to help them make these weird fucking sounds, Mm. which, again, is is disgusting. It's fucking... Tracheotomy, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it allows them to do these weird whistles, Mm. which, like, signal people... But it's not 
like a whistle. They don't just like have it in their mouth and blow it. These yeah. things have been like cut and put into their throats yeah. and have like healed over. These are like really fucked up people. Yeah. But it's little things like that where I don't know, it helps to sow this narrative that these people are just fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and again, with going into sort of the cave element, there's they come up with a plan to try and take out some of these Indians um, by they've got morphine in yeah. a flask, in a metal hip flask. Well, later on, one of the characters, as punishment, because they find out, <clears throat> they they've chuck this hip flask in the fire once they finish drinking well when they come back out and realize that some of the indians are dead you see them cut open one of the characters and insert this yeah. fucking piping hot yeah. hip flask into his stomach yeah and it's just like jesus wept enough and then didn't they put like a the tomahawk in his mouth i think the one guy is sort of he's got the rifle then at this point yeah, doesn't he yeah. So the Indians picked up the rifle and like shoots his fucking hand. Yeah. So his hand's basically fucking obliterated, and then he's trying to shoot him in the crotch, yeah, but yeah. he just now to reload the rifle, which is <laughs> in amongst all this fucking chaos and this madness and this fucking violence. Yeah. You've got like these subtle hints at like comedy, where like this thing like tries to this this thing this Indian tries yeah. to pull the trigger on this rifle yeah. and doesn't go off, and like. You see, like, the sheriff and the deputy, like, look at each other, just, like, exchange this fucking glance. And, like, oh, it's a good job he doesn't know how to reload that rifle, I suppose. How do you, like, interject some comedic, like, tone in there? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, again. Oh, what a fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, did you love it as much as I loved it? I don't think anybody loves it as much as you love it. To be fair. <laughs> it's one of I, those things, I think, like I said before, where, like, I don't know, my threshold is really low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while I quite happily will watch something that's dreadful and say, oh, yeah, it was all right, yeah, yeah. I think when I watch something that I really like, yeah, yeah. I get it's really like excited. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I loved it. Like, it's fantastic. It's so fucking good. And so, like I said, some of the kills were just so fucking impactful. Um, that I just I'm still recovering from to be honest it's yeah. fucking amazing the gore effects fantastic the acting superb like the pacing like you said great um, and even though like some, like you said some people say like there's nothing much happens in the middle I think it needs that I think it needs that fast ramp up that slow beginning slow middle and then that fast end just to make it sort of just to build that sort of tension of what's going to happen and then release it right towards the end um, it's that it's that impact it has yeah, then yeah, after yeah. it's slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when it does come back to because because there is like a severe ramp up yeah, yeah. to the violence mm. in each instance. So yeah. every time you get like this slow sort of between, so you you get the opening kill, which is again you, you fall straight into it. Yeah. Then you know the fleeing, they get murdered. You get the slow ramp up then when they're in the village yeah. and the stable hand gets murdered, mm. you sort of, you see something moving in the shadows and then all of a sudden it's like thunk, 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 blood and guts everywhere. Yeah. Whoa. <clears throat> it's the same with this. You've got the character building through the desert. Yeah. 
followed by all of a sudden out of nowhere, oh my god, the guy's lost a fucking hand. This guy's got a fucking arrow sticking out of him. This yeah. guy's got fucking and it just the the slow uh, air quotations yeah, yeah. slow moments between mm. help to because these extreme violent bursts that are interjected come in almost out of nowhere there's yeah, no yeah. it's very rare that there's outside of like the opening scene and the barn scene yeah where these things are they, they're not set up like jump scares yeah, it's no, just no. all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere yeah bang you're watching this fucking horrible thing talking to this person <laughs> um yeah. but i think that although i loved it i i don't hold the same reverence for it as you do because it didn't come out of nowhere for me you know what i mean I, like you've talked about it loads you know and i've yeah. seen it everywhere and sort of seen the trailers and stuff like that so i kind of knew what i was going into whereas if i didn't then i think i would have been blown away you know yeah I think that's it. I think because I just went in blind thinking, yeah. oh, it's just going to be a Kurt Russell, yeah, yeah. unforgiven, not unforgiven. Um, what's the other one that he did? He did a Western. I can't think what the fuck it's called now because I've moved all my shit around and I can't find it. Uh, no, I don't know where the fuck it's gone. Hopefully. Tombstone. Tombstone. I was thinking, oh, it's just going to be, uh, you know, quick cash grab. Yeah movie but it's way more than just a yeah, quick cash yeah, grab totally yeah it is fucking oh um but yeah i think again that's one of those things where i think going into a film not knowing so much about it can work to your advantage oh, yeah, yeah um yeah it's like john carpenter's the thing so the first time i watched that, i was on tv i think something else was finishing and so i missed the first, I don't know, two, three minutes. It wasn't a great deal. Yeah. But those first two, three minutes show a spacecraft. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that. I completely missed that. So yeah. when all this weird shit is happening out at this outpost, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? But everybody else has already got an idea yeah. because they've seen the fucking spaceship. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, that was fucking amazing. And then when I watched it again, when I then finally purchased it and watched it and saw the spaceship, I was like, oh. I mean, it's still amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it was just that one thing where, like, it gave it away a bit. Yeah. And, again, going back to, like, um, trailers ruining stuff, mm. uh, it's a bit tricky because it's a remake. But we've talked about it before with Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Pet Cemetery, yeah. yeah, yeah. And how all the best bits, the all the, like, yeah. jump scares yeah. are in the trailer. Yeah. So you've like, already seen the best bits of the film. Yeah. You've got the build-up beforehand and the, the ending... But essentially, all the bits that you're going to to fucking put the willies up you to yeah. scare you to fucking it's there. You yeah. so you know when you're watching the film that oh, I saw this yeah. bit on the trailer. Yeah, that's coming up, uh, yeah. And it just fucking ruins it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like for example, the Mortal Kombat trailers dropped. Yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. No, no I'm trying not to fucking watch it. I don't. I I couldn't resist. I love like... Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw money at it either yeah, yeah. which way. Um, but I don't know I don't think I want to watch the trailer I don't want to see in the trailer who's getting what done to him because I know then when I'm watching the film yeah yeah, yeah. I mean like I said I couldn't just like because I I've seen the 95 is it 95 I was going to say it's 90 something yeah. yeah yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat like loads of times man and I've 
a modern version of it. I wasn't sure how well it would come out, you know? Yeah. But it looks fucking awesome, in all fairness. looks really good. That's it. I think because you had Mortal Kombat and then you had Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was oh, just yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, the first one wasn't overly great either, was it, let's be honest. It wasn't great, but it wasn't It wasn't a awful. bad film, no, no, yeah. No, it was just that arse end... Uh, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Not enough effort really went into it. It was a difficult one to fucking make as well, I think, to be fair. Um, But yeah. It's... I'm I'm keen. I'm keen. I don't want you to watch the trailer. I don't want to ruin anything. I want to go in blind. Mm, That's fair enough. And just fucking... Oh, enjoy it. (laughs) Does look awesome. Well, here we are. If you've watched Bone Tomahawk, I would highly, and you enjoyed it, I think that's the other key thing to add, mm. then I highly recommend you check out Cell, Brawl in Cell Block 99 and also his written um, Western works. Yeah. Uh, well, saying that, I think he's done two Western novels, one crime one, which is pretty good and grim, and he's also done a um, sci-fi one, which I read recently. Yeah. Um, the Western ones, both good. Crime one, good. The sci-fi one, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, um, no, to be honest, this film has sold me on S. Craig Zala. You know, I'm definitely going to be checking out some of his other works. Yeah, he's one of those, um, <clears throat> I think it was him and, uh, who's the other guy? Jeremy Solignier, hmm. the guy that did Blue Ruin, Murder Party, Green Room. Yeah. They're like my two modern directors that yeah. I want to keep like tabs on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oof. Oh, so good. So fucking good. But like you say, <laughs> if I'd gone in blind, I would have been just melted by that film, you know? I'm glad you enjoyed it because it seems to be a bit of a decisive, decisive, divisive, divisive one. Yeah, yeah. Where people either do enjoy it or fucking hate it yeah like I say I'm really got a soft spot for western so to speak but like I do enjoy them when I watch them yeah well certain ones anyway um, but this one man is just so fucking good like and Kurt, and the, plus the cast you know Kurt Russell you've got Sid Hagen in the beginning yeah just I think the amazing. only the only people they're like and again it's not even like it's a bad performance mm. but the only people that give like a sort of you don't really rate in terms of they don't really register on your radar is the mayor and the mayor's wife yeah yeah, yeah. but it's because they're in there for like all of 20 so, seconds yeah, yeah exactly yeah they have like five everybody ranges. else in there which is insane to think I mean alright admittedly it's a small cast yeah but it's insane to think that everybody else like has an impact hmm Every other character in this film you care about in some fashion, way or sense, yeah. or you have a Strong formed opinion on. And, yeah. 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 Um, there, there aren't many films like that. Most films have got throwaway characters, your main protagonist, yeah. job done. Yeah. This, in some way, shape or form, you care about all of the characters. Hmm. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Just, I could watch it. I could watch it again right now, but uh, I'm not going to because I've got to go to bed. I got to get up for work. So bumper, bumper, bumper demo take one. That's the actual bumper, man. I'm going to use this. (laughs) (laughs) 
So the episode is about finished, and uh, you're wondering what to do yourself. Well, you should come over and check us out on Instagram, because that's where all the cool cast hang out. <laughs> Uh, find us at Groovy Ghoulies Podcast. That's at G R O V Y G H O U L I E S Podcast. I'm not going to spell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I post like films and shit, and you can like answer our questions and possibly be in our episodes yes. for our Instagram fill a bit. Yes, we don't have a Facebook anymore, which is no why we've got a new bumper. No Twitter. Because that's for losers. The real cool kids are all hanging out on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We don't do any other social medias, really. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yes. So if you haven't watched Mon Tom Hawk, we both highly I, recommend highly you rated. do. Yep. I, was, I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking we've got to come up with like a, a rating system. So like, like five ghoulies out of five or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, sort of, I think you've got to play it safe. And like, so I would recommend this on all levels, yeah. whether you like Westerns or yeah. horror. I think this is a great fucking movie. Yeah, totally. Whereas Ratman, I would only recommend if you like trash. Films, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you like trash, check out Ratman. It's good trash. Yeah. I mean, for such a crap film, we mention it in every single episode. <laughs> I think it's you just going to be, we're going to just have to like make some fucking uh, rap man. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm rap. fucking trying to talk you and I'm laughing so much. I'm fucking <laughs> snotting all over myself. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we'll have to do like some rap man t-shirts or something. Maybe like have a word with I think Shameless released her in the UK and see if we can do like a bundle yeah. thing with them where yeah, like yeah. we do a t shirt and a copy of the DVD for like I don't know yeah. a tenner or whatever. Groovy Ghoulies recommends Ratman and then put the IMDb yeah. score on the bottom. Endorsed by Groovy Ghoulies yeah. and their three listeners. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so next episode we're doing Verotica. Yeah, man. Um, despite the fact that, you know, it was voted against. We both really want to talk we about Veronica. I mean, in all fairness, it came down to a coin toss. Yeah. So a couple of people wanted us to do it. Exactly. And more importantly, we want to do we it. Want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we love all of you that take the time out to listen to us. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily we're gonna mean watch... we, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean we listen to your opinions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we ask for your opinion. Yeah. And we tell you that, you know, we greatly appreciate yeah. it, but so, yeah, it's I mean, all subjective. We it's, you know, really. yeah. If I'm in a good mood, I might check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, did you see the trailer for his new film, Danzig's new one? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah I am me, so yeah. on board for it. Isn't it? Yeah, the vampire one. The vampire cowboys thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Danzig's actually acting He's in it, it as well. Yeah, yeah. I can't fucking wait. Oh man! At least this one looks like it's got a story. You know, it looks it like there's look natural plot. Polished there. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be a steaming pile of shit, but yeah. Oh no, totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's our sort of wheelhouse, isn't it? You know. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where we're at. We yeah. like big stinking piles of shit. Exactly. We took a dip up for Bone Hot Tomahawk, and now we're gonna yeah. go right back down for Veronica. I think maybe that's the formula we need to stick with. Maybe we need to like, you know, so so we cover all grounds, you know. Yeah. The people who want to watch trash, yeah. we'll talk about trash. And the people who want to watch 
class. Yeah. We'll talk about class. But then and we'll we're not just... doing the middle, the middle tier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, what sort of falls into the middle tier, though? I don't know, like your Conjuring and your Annabelle's and your... Yeah. yeah. Well, again, it's all subjective, isn't it? Because yeah, to yeah. me, that's lower tier. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen... I think I watched the first Conjuring. I don't think I watched any Annabelle ones. I haven't seen any Annabelle ones, no. Um, but, I mean, that's only middle tier, I'm saying, because it's like... You're going to have, like, the die-hard horror fans who are going to say, no, it's crap. Like, just full of jump scares. Like, not interesting at all. But then you're going to have, like, your mainstream watchers who are going to say, yeah, it's the best horror film I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm guessing, like, that sort of strikes the middle balance between... Between... Real shit and real good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to do, like, a... We'll get a couple of movies written out on paper. We'll just draw one out at the end yeah. of every episode. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Just do like a lucky dip, like a lottery, a movie yeah. lottery. We'll pick one out and it'll be bang. Okay, except next week we're going to do... Lottery except nobody wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think what... Yeah, we can make, we can fathom a list. We could get some people to recommend shit yeah. for a list. Yeah, totally, yeah. And then it keeps you interested. Nobody knows what the fuck we're doing exactly. until the end of the episode. yeah. And then that way they've got to listen so that they can find out what we're doing next week and yeah, see if yeah. it's worth coming back. Yeah. We'll hold our, our coming episodes hostage until people listen to the episode. Yeah. Sounds exactly. Good. It's a win a win situation. Yeah. Marvellous. Well, once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you for taking part in our Instagram stories. Thank you very much. Um, if you watch Bone Tomahawk, let us know what you think. Hmm. Um, by all means let us know what you think of our opinions in general (laughs) is my bar too low Uh, I don't know man like we talk about Ratman an awful lot an awful lot I need to find a new Ratman I need to find something I mean I'm sure that Verotica is going to be the next Ratman I think I I do considering IMDB has never let us down in terms of ratings and Verotica is well below Ratman I think we may be saying goodbye to Ratman and hello to Verotica. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, we may have set. We may be setting a new benchmark next week, next time. Yeah, I say we'll have to come up with like, yeah, if we get this whole ratings thing off the ground in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like I said, maybe we'll do like a, a fucking Ghoulies out of five or whatever the fuck it is, and we'll have like our top rated movie mm-hmm. and like our lowest rated movie. And we'll do like a wrap up and see where they end up at the end of the year or something. Sounds good. I don't know. It's got nothing to do with the fact that we've got loads of time on our hands, nowhere to go, nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you. And all. See you again. Bye bye.